Welcome to the Closet Chronicles. This is Ivanya Easley, founder and CEO of Love E Fashion and Style by Love E. And this podcast is all about delving a little deeper into the fashion industry and talking with other fashion creative professionals. They're sharing their story, their journey, giving out gems that you can apply for starting, growing, or scaling your business. And today we have a special guest, Oki. You are going to tell us all about how you got into fashion, why you love fashion what you do in the industry, and what you got coming up next. So welcome. Thank you for joining us. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. I'm glad you came and joined us. Uh, Introduce yourself and your brand, and then, of course, tell us your fashion story. All right. Um, My name is Oki Woke. I'm originally from D.C., from Nigeria. I live in here in Atlanta, Georgia for, man, going on on 10 years now. I've been here. Oh, wow. Um, I, uh, worked as a stylist, um, started my own brand, um, had the opportunity to start a community called the, um, the fashion tech, uh, the fashion tech collective, which is where we met, which is where we met, which is where we met, uh, <laughs> a couple years ago. Um, and, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's me in a nutshell. Now, what made you fall in love with fashion? What made you decide you wanted to be in the industry and in the business? Man, uh, that's a <laughs> question. Um, to me, my love of fashion uh, came out of music. Um, I'm, I'm a big music lover. I play guitar. Okay. I wanted to study music uh, when I was in college. But watching music videos with my um, with my siblings and um, just falling in love with the style and just the personality of the artist and how they uh, exhibit that through their clothing um, was kind of how it originally started for me. And um, when I was younger, I did some modeling and um, I modeled in college and, and all of that. I'm not going to get too much into that. Um, but I worked as a model for a while. And um, yeah, just always been... Um, just always been in love with the art of, of fashion. It's just something that um, I haven't been able to shake. This has been a part of my journey for a long time. I love it. I love it. So when you, you know, was watching music videos and looking at the artists and basically, you know, clothes is used as a uh, way and style and self-expression before you even start talking to somebody, people can see what you're wearing, what you look like, how you carry yourself. When you saw that, you were like, okay, I'm interested in trying to make this, you know, my career. What was your first step? Like after you saw the music, did you go to school for fashion? Did you go and try to start interning immediately? Like what was your step to actually make it a reality? Man, it's it's kind of been, it's been uh, a lifelong sort of uh, progress. I, I don't think there's ever a straight way to get to anything. You know, if you look yeah. back on your story, you just see all these different pieces. And when you reflect, you see how they all intersect. So like I mentioned, um, I grew up really, you know, into the arts. Like most kids, I grew up uh, drawing all the time. Like I, I used to draw and write poetry and and do music. Like I said, I, I wanted to study music. And um, I, you know, have have always been into it all. And for me, um, when I got to, when I got to college, you know, I saw that there was a, there was a modeling group on, on campus. So uh, my roommate at the time, they were like, Hey, you should, you know, you should try out for this. Like you should do this. So I joined the modeling club. And um, from there, after the first year, you know, I, you know, I joined the executive team of the modeling club. I was voted in and 
I started to work more behind the scenes on mm-hmm. shows together yeah. and working in it in that way. So um, for me, it kind of it started there and I just, you know, really grew like took an interest, you know, into the industry and just started uh, put into like helping my sister yeah. put together fashion shows for our church where she would work on. <laughs> and um, yeah, it just I just gradually kept going with it. It's not, yeah. you know, it's an art form that and again, I've, you know, tried different art forms, but it's form that is just kind of stuck with me. I mean, fashion to me is communication. Yeah. I don't even think about it as, um, as cl- just clothes. Yeah. I think about it as as communication and um, I'm big on that, yeah. you know? So yeah, that's, that's, that's kind of how it's been for me. I love that. I love that. So once you was inspired by the music videos, then you start modeling. So that helped you, of course, get into fashion more because once you were modeling, obviously, you're working with stylists because they're dressing you. Now you're interested in what they're doing. How did you transition from modeling to start to doing some styling of your own? Yes. Yeah, so um, when I moved here to Atlanta, um, I actually, and I don't even know how I met her, but um, I met an amazing woman, um, Anita uh, Finkelstein, and we became good friends. And she was... Um, she was a full-time stylist, like working in editorial, yeah. doing film, doing TV. And um, I started my community at the time, the Atlanta Fashion Tech Collective. And I can't even remember how we met. It was so long ago, but she offered, she asked if I would be interested in interning for her. And I said, Abs- you know, absolutely, yeah. I would love to. So I did intern for her. Um, for for a few years, you know, I would work with her and just kind of be her assistant. Um, yeah, we would do film, um, some film stuff, TV. She started introducing me to, to other um, people in the industry. That's how and it I always worked. works. That's how yeah. I got my start too. <laughs> right, right, and I just worked really hard at being the best assistant that I could for her. And then one day she said, "Hey, Oki, I'm too busy," because she was a writer as well. Um, she was an editor, and she said, "Oki, I'm." I'm really busy. Do you mind just running this whole um, running this whole shoot for me? Like um, yeah. there was a photo shoot, and she said, "Can you pick the clothes? I'll let you pick the clothes. Like you you run the whole thing." And I was like, "For real?" And she was like, "For real? Yeah, you got it." And I that's kind of how I started. Yeah, that's kind of how I started um, working on my own. She was just like giving me jobs um, to do, and then from there I just started um, getting jobs on my own from there. Yes, I love that. And it's so funny, very similar story on how I got started. I was interning with a wardrobe stylist that got sick. And so she sent me in her place. And from there, all these other opportunities kind of started to fall in my lap and being able to kind of start building my business. So I love it. Absolutely. So Absolutely. One- and another thing I did too, I'm sorry, no, go I was going to say, um, uh, I met a lot of photographers too. Yes. Um, uh, and obviously you do that. So I met a lot of photographers and it's, um, you know, word just starts to get around, especially if you, um, I mean, if you're professional and you're yes. doing good work, you know, exactly. people will, people will vouch for you. Like, Hey, I know I'm always looking for a stylist. Yeah. So-and-so is looking for a stylist and it just kind of, um, it just kind of spread in that way. So working with photographers, modeling agencies as well. Um, I met a couple, um, folks that run a modeling agencies here in Atlanta. And that also helped with uh, getting me clients um, as well. 
Now, when you do styling, are you, what kind of styling are you doing? Because, you know, there's so many different types of styles. Like, I do a lot of personal styling, corporate execs. Are you doing entertaining, a combination of, uh, as we say, regular people, celebrities? What kind of styling are you doing so that the people can know? Uh, yeah, it's it's been mostly um, commercial and et commercial, editorial and um, and entertainment, like celebrity styling that I've I've done mostly. I want to get more into personal styling, and we've talked about that a bunch. Yeah. Uh, um, but uh, yeah, it's it's been editorial, like for magazines. What are some um, of the magazines and celebrities you've worked with? Um, I've worked with, uh, Yvonne Orji. Um, some of you might know her from Insecure. Of course, from Insecure um, and her Yeah, Molly from Insecure, yeah. <laughs> and so many other things as well. She's amazing. So, uh, I've worked with her a bunch. Um, I've worked with, um, if you heard of the Afrobeat superstar, Davido. Yes. Uh, his DJ E. Cool, I've worked with him. And, uh, done some work with him. So, I work with a bigger brands like Dasani on commercials, mm -hmm. um, doing commercial shoots and, and things like that. So, yeah, it's, it's been it's been fun. That's what's up. I love it. Now, what made you start the Fashion Tech Collective, which is how we met? Yeah, so um, I uh, I went to Morgan State University. Uh, shout out oh, to one of my clients works there. Yeah. <laughs> one oh, of my clients is a professor there. Yep. Oh, awesome! Awesome. Okay, so. Went to Morgan State uh, in Baltimore, and I got my um, my BS in um, information technology. Uh -huh. I did my master's at the University of Maryland. So when I couldn't study music, you know, my parents were like, you got to do something else. So I was, I was oh, like, yeah, okay, all our parents are like that. No creative. They are not paying me to go, go to school to be a creative. Right. They're like, that's not going to pay the bills. So, um, so I was like, I was really into technology. So I said, I'll study information technology. Um, so I have an IT background. And at the time, there was a space here in Atlanta at Pond City Market called General Assembly. And I yes. would go there for, I took a coding class there because I was trying to get more into um, to coding. Yeah. And I was new to Atlanta, but I, I just had this idea of um, blending my interest in, in technology with uh, my love for fashion. Yes. And I, I talked to them, General Assembly. I was like, hey, you know, I want to start this group and you know, I'll be interested in meeting here. This is such a cool space. Yeah. And they were completely open to it. I love you know? that. Um, so, yeah, I wanted to blend those two worlds together because I was hanging out with developers and coders, but then I was also hanging out with people in the fashion world. And I was like, hey, I just want to bring these two, these two worlds together. Yes. Now, I love that and totally agree. And sidebar question, how do you see tech playing a role in fashion now even more so? Because I think when you started, it was more innovative because it wasn't technology wasn't being used in fashion so much. It was more about just gaming, gaming, gaming. But now we're seeing fashion futurists. Um, I've interviewed like a couple of them and friends with here in Atlanta that are using technology and incorporating in fashion as well as like different brands with the whole virtual try-on, and um, I think Coach was doing something like that in New York at their windows. You walk past the window, you can see what the purse looks like on you. Like, incorporating more technology advancements into these fashion businesses. How do you see tech and fashion um, playing a role as we continue to go into the future together? 
Yeah, I think um, honestly, I don't think we're there. I don't think we're there yet. I think um, I think we're getting there. Uh, the biggest shift that we saw, obviously, with COVID and the world um, shut down, yeah. and you know this multi-billion or trillion-dollar industry, the fashion industry, is like, hey, we got to figure out how to pivot, like, yeah. and we have to self-reflect. So you started seeing virtual runway shows, and yeah. you know, hey, we're you know, let's be more sustainable, and all these things, and then everything opened back up, and you know, we're back to normal. So I think, I think with fashion and tech, it's just clothing is just such an intimate, um, like the clothes we wear, is such an intimate thing, and yeah. sometimes technology, when you're trying to blend that with fashion, it can feel, it can feel gimmicky. It can feel like unnatural and i think um it's gonna get there but we're, we're just not there for example i'm thinking about um i'm not sure if uh you saw apple is coming out with a vr headset yeah you know, i uh, did here yeah and they're expensive yeah they're, they're really expensive like five thousand dollars oh, um, i thought it was three but either way it's still too much yeah yeah but that's that's an that's an example of uh, of fashion and tech, you know, because they had the um, the actor sitting on a plane and wearing the VR headset or yeah. sitting in their living room. This is something that you have on your body that you're wearing, yeah. you know, but it still felt uh, intrusive. It still doesn't feel as natural. And I think when we get to that point, like that's when we'll, it'll really get interesting as far as how fashion and technology is starting to, to play together. You know, uh, people are experimenting with different um, fabrics and how fabrics are made. And so I think um, things like that are exciting. But when it comes to like um, tech, like hardware and things like that, it's just uh, I just think that there we have a ways to go on that. Oh, most definitely. I mean, you well, you know, I did the 3D virtual reality fashion show using the VR headsets, right? That's right. That's right. You did. So I incorporated. Yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, I incorporated tech, but my thing was just about being able to experience a fashion show in a different way for the audience, not to take away from the fashion or to take away from the experience of wearing, you know, like you said, wearing clothes on your body is as personal as you're going to get. Um, so I use that right. as a way for the retailers and the designers and the boutiques to show the clothes to their audience in a different and innovative way to get them excited about buying. So that was why I used it, but I agree. No, yeah. I'm very, and that's why we didn't do it online. We did an, um, you know, an on-person insight experience and we provided the headsets for people to be immersed in it. Like if you go to a movie and see a 3D movie, but wanting to make sure that it still wasn't like, oh, I'm going to invite you to Decentraland or the Metaverse or you need to have a digital outfit or you need to scan a QR code. Like, I didn't want to make it where it's either frustrating, which makes it difficult, which means you're confused. I just wanted to introduce right. it in a simple way for you to get an experience along with the shop. So that's how I am I, incorporating tech with fashion. But I think showing how I tech can be used in fashion in different ways because before I did that show, I only even thought of those goggles as for gaming. Gaming or working out or playing you know, golf, virtual golf or virtual this or virtual that, but not ever thought about using it for something like fashion or fashion shows. 
Yeah, yeah. I think no, that's great, and and I I agree with you. I think some of the biggest opportunities are with fashion and tech are in the retail space. Yes. Um, I think uh, that's really where uh, you start. Like you see the magic of those two worlds coming together for yeah. me. Um, yeah. Uh, especially with these high uh, luxury uh, retail, um, these luxury boutiques, you know, yeah. where uh, the the client is coming in and, you know, you should know their name. Yeah. Greeting them by name and, you know, understanding their likes and their preferences. Yeah. And uh, technology can do, do way more, you know, to assist, you yeah. know, when it comes to, to all of that, like really knowing your client. Yeah. So, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. And presentation and all of that. So, agreed for sure. Um, so what do you feel like has been the biggest challenge and what do you feel like has been the biggest success thus far to date with you and being in the fashion industry? Um, the biggest challenge. Um, the biggest challenge to me was, I, I would say, uh, just for, for right now, I'd say like just trying to stay inspired, you know, um, with COVID when everything shut down and I was talking to you about this when we, um, we hung out at yeah. uh, Atlanta Fashion Week. Yeah. Um, Which is around been, the corner. Yeah, yeah, it's around the corner. It's coming back up. Uh, and uh, and I remember I asked you, like, what are you doing to, to stay inspired? You know, so yeah. uh, for me, I'm just, because uh, I, uh, when everything shut down, I, I put a pause on everything. So yeah. I've just been trying to uh, get back inspired again. Mm -hmm. So um looking for ways to do that so i would say that's been that's been the biggest challenge. challenge yeah that's been a challenge for me um and what was the other oh the question? other part was and what do you feel like is biggest success to date thus far so basically two sides of the same coin because i mean right. all good comes whatever negative of getting to that good or even you know trying to balance the two right 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 um i would say uh successes are meeting people like you like I, I feel like atlanta is such a great place like it's i mean it's really the south you know what i mean yeah. there's a lot happening but people south are, got something to say yeah <laughs> if you meet uh meeting the right people yeah. like i have so many and we we use this term like our fashion family or fashion yeah. friends you know and i've met some amazing people like from when i started my community years ago yeah. and those relationships still hold to this day, you know, Agreed. Um, and we're here, we're here doing, uh, like I met you years ago and we're here uh, recording on your podcast, you yeah. know, because we've kept that and you're really great at that, by the way, we've kept. Thank um, you. Everybody tells me that. Going and have stayed in touch. Yes. Yeah. You're really great at that. Um, uh, we've, we've kept uh, a friendship over the years, yeah. you know, so that's been my, my greatest success. Um, one thing I'm really proud of too, is that, I'd never worked in retail like my whole life. Like I never yeah. worked in retail. I did like fast food when I was in college. I yeah. worked at Wendy's and all that. Yeah. But um I I got a position um some years ago working at Louis Vuitton and it was my first time in in um in retail. Yeah. I worked at Louis Vuitton for for a couple years and then um transitioned and you know, was working in a managerial position for Audemars Piguet, um, selling luxury timepieces. AP. And that, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, with APs, yeah. So that those 
you know, those experiences alone, like those years opened me up even more to the industry, especially the luxury, um, luxury fashion world. Yeah. I met so many people, made some amazing friends that are friends to this day. Um, still have some of my clients that contact me and ask me about, you know, ask me styling questions yeah. and things like that, or they're inquiring for a timepiece and reach out to me. So when you work in spaces like that, I mean, these people really become like, they become close. Yeah. Like they, they get close. They, you end up talking about things outside of fashion, exactly. like their family or their jobs and all of that. And they just, they see you as a part of their family, you know? So yeah. that's been a big success. For you would me, say your network and relationship building, which I totally agree because, I stress yeah. to people all the time is the relationships and your network really do can determine your net worth as far as these are the people that are going to speak your name in rooms that you're not in or refer you to people or, you know, help you be able to grow and excel in whatever it is you're doing. One thousand percent. I think that's the key more than anything is like, yeah, really your network, Agreed. a good name, um, yes. good work, you know, will take you as far as you want to go. Exactly. Totally yeah. agree. What do you feel like is one of the most important lessons you've learned over the course of building your fashion career? Um, this sounds cliche, but don't, you know, don't stop. Like yeah. if you, if you have a passion for something and you can't shake it. And I say this all the time for me, like fashion is one of those things, like I can't shake it. You know, I have yeah. friends that are, in corporate, you know, and doing all this, and I'm like, oh, what if I was doing this or what if I was doing that? But yeah. that for me, is like, it's something that you can't shake. And if you have that, like, just continue to go for it. You know, even if you, even when you have um, bumps in the road, like, yes, don't stop. Like, keep going, keep your foot on the gas, and in time, it'll come to fruition. It's never too late. I totally agree. I mean, consistency is really key. I've had people come back years later um, that like, hey, you know, I've been getting your newsletters or your emails. I've been watching you on social media and now I'm finally ready, you know, to book or they referred me to somebody. And it's just like that being consistent, regardless through the ups and the downs is going to really pay off because people are paying attention whether you know that they are or not. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're totally right. If you could do or be anything else outside of fashion, what profession would you be in? That's a good question. Um, Last time I got somebody that was like, they wanted to be a hip hop star and nothing about her said hip hop star. So I was like, really? <laughs> so you never know like the secret desire sometimes that people might have that they're not acting on. <laughs> yeah, I would probably say, um, I would probably say I would want to be like a DJ. Okay. So going back to your love of music. Yeah, yeah. Um, Because I never really got uh, as good, and I can still keep practicing, but I never got really good on guitar. Mm -hmm. I still try to play here and there, but um, the idea of like DJing is, to me, I kind of look at it like styling is like you're not really – like you didn't make this music, like yeah. just like a stylist didn't make the clothes, but yeah. you're kind of curating and helping that them part. together exactly. to help people and we, feel You know how a good DJ can affect a party or event, so I totally agree. Yeah, and they're kind of they're kind of in the background, even though some DJs kind of put themselves out there, but you're kind of in the background and you're just curating 
the environment and just setting the mood so people can have a good time. Like, yeah, oh yeah. So for me, it'll, it'll it'll probably be that. Like either that or like I would want to study space or something like that. I've been fascinated by okay, by astronaut. space. I've been going down a rabbit hole. Like yeah, <laughs> just uh, astro physics yeah. and just looking at like nerding out on geeky stuff. But I love yeah. it. I love it. What is one piece of advice that you would give beyond, of course, keep going um, to somebody who is either starting or trying to grow and stay in the business? Um, I would say uh, get out there and go to get go to some events, like go to networking events. Um, yeah. And I know it's like it's cliche all oh, networking events. I don't really like doing that. I don't like being around that. I mean, you kind of have to. Um, yeah. Put yourself out there in that sense. That part. Um, yeah. You can't find nobody in the house unless you're at least doing it on social media. I mean, and some people are good with the, like the Facebook groups and the LinkedIn, but I'm an in-person person. So right. I know I'm going to really connect with people better if I'm actually at an event talking to people than trying to talk to people online. Right, 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 right. Yeah. So, and you're right. It is different because a lot of people are doing stuff from their home and they're like blowing yeah. up you know, using their computer or using their phone um, to create content and all that. But at the end of the day, you do have to meet somebody. So you want to make sure that you're harnessing those skills, yeah. you know, so getting out there and meeting people, I would say just like um, doing all that you can to better understand yourself and yeah. what your unique offering is, like yeah. what your unique um, value proposition. Yeah. Your value <laughs> proposition. What's your, what, what are you putting out there that's, yeah. that's, different you know yeah. uh, from anybody else you know and standing on that and you know just opening up conversations with that definitely definitely um and of course we're getting ready to wrap up soon because i don't of course don't want to hold you up so we only have a few more questions now from we've talked a lot about the creative we talked about the tech your story now from a business side because um, I always love to hear about the business side of being creativity as well as focusing on that. Just because this is a business, like you said, trillion, billion dollar business. And for it to be a business, that means they have to handle the business side of being a creative. How do you handle the business side of being creative for your own personal business? Yeah, however you want to answer that. Yeah, no, that's, that's great. Um, I think initially, like, this wasn't a strong uh, suit for me. Like I just wanted to, I just wanted to do fashion. Yeah. I just wanted to style. I just wanted to um, do my events. So for a long time, like I was actually doing a lot of things for free. Yeah. And um, like uh, hosting my events out of my my own pocket. Yeah. And just doing just because of just for the love of yeah, it. Yeah. Because it was passion. Yeah. Uh, people would say to me like, and I'm like, people would say to me like, are you like? are you doing this all on your, by yourself? And I was like, yeah, they're like, oh, you need to rethink that. You know, so I remember like, yeah, I remember doing my first uh, ticketed event um, here in Atlanta and it sold out like yeah. really quickly. Yeah. And um, I was like, wow, you know, <laughs> it just kind of dawned on me. Like the value is there. You just have to believe in yourself. Exactly. Like don't shy, don't shy away from that and put it out there, you know? Um, and then working in these luxury spaces, it just opened my eyes as to how much money is out there. Like people yes. really have a lot of money to spend, especially in fashion. Yes. You know, so um, I started to, you know, 
I stopped shying away from like, hey, these are my rates. Like, yeah. this is what I charge and this is what it is. And people like, their response was just like, okay, like, where do I exactly. sign? How do I get started? Exactly. So once you, once you get over that initial hurdle, then it just becomes like, this is what, this is what it is and what you do. So uh, it took some time, but I just looked up templates, like, how do I create, uh, you know, an invoice? Like, what yeah. is, what's in my invoice look like? And, and I just YouTube a bunch of that stuff. Yeah. And I just, you YouTube know, and Google um, and University. That's right. That's right. That's right. You and know, then, of so. course, talking to other people that are business owners, because ultimately business is business, no matter what the industry we're in. You still have to market. You still have to get sales. Like you say, you still have to invoice. Um, there are nuances within every industry, but ultimately all business is still business and being clear on how you handle your business and running your business. Because, you know, before I got in fashion, I was in finance. So I came mm. into fashion with, because I have a master's in finance. I worked at banks and credit unions to put myself through undergrad. And then once I graduated, I got a mat. Like you said, I hadn't worked retail. Last time I worked retail, I was like 15. I worked at TJX. Uh, um, but then as soon as I got in college, I started working at the banks because it was like, oh, I'm going to get paid this much an hour and don't have nights, weekends, or holidays. Why would I stay in retail? So I never went back. So, of course, when I got into styling, that was a plus and a minus plus because I had the corporate or business mindset to apply to my business. Minus is because a lot of great stylists start in retail because that's where they meet their clientele. So I had to figure out different creative ways to meet potential clientele because I wasn't in, you know, a Louis Vuitton or Gucci or a nice high-end store where you're going to meet the clientele that can afford a style. Gotcha. Gotcha. So yeah, uh, I definitely love that. And, you know, like you said, figuring it out, reading, uh, doing the research so you can figure out how to set up your operations for your business so you can, you know, stay in the business of being creative. Because the thing is, obviously, when you were doing the work for free, you were getting your revenue from somewhere else. But if you wanted to get it from what you love and your passion, you have to charge for it eventually. And you have to charge what makes enough sense to make a sustainable living and build a business. Right, right. Yeah, no, that that's that's absolutely correct. And um I remember um shout out to Business of Fashion, um they uh to their platform. I remember discovering that platform and just understanding more about the yeah. business behind fashion, not just about being a designer or yeah. or um or a stylist, but yeah. you know, if you're if you have an MBA, like you can work in the fashion field. And so I just started learning about that side of, of yeah. the business and it just really opened my eyes. So Yeah, definitely, totally agree. Um, that's probably one of my biggest things when I'm working with people is like, do you know how to monetize it though? Because if we can't monetize it, what are we doing? Or if you don't want to monetize it, that's fine, but just know that it's going to be a hobby then and not a business. That's right. That's correct. And yeah. I'm too expensive for myself to have it just as a hobby, okay? <laughs> Right. <laughs> I love this industry. I love being able to work in it. I mean, and it is also to me just to be proud to be able to be like, I was able to take, you know, our creativity, the thoughts in our head, and people are willing to pay us for it that we don't have to go and work for somebody else. That in itself to me is amazing. Every day I get to work, I'm like, wow, I really get to, you know, not deal with corporate politics at somebody's company or help building somebody else's dream but building my own and actually making a sustainable and more than a sustainable living from it it wows me every day that might be my biggest success 
of just being able to get up and do what I love at the core value of all the things I do. Not, oh, well, you know, I was publishing this and I got credit for that, but just being able to get up to do what I love every single day. That's 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 amazing. Yeah, that's amazing. That's that's what it's about. I, I yeah. think people kind of fear that if I start making this into a business, am I still gonna gonna have the same love for it yeah. that I do when it's not? You know, um, and is it gonna just become work for me? Yeah. You know, and lose. Um, am I gonna lose that that feeling of magic, like that feeling that I have when I think about it? And yeah. Um, so yeah, I, you know, I think that's what causes people to hesitate. But once you get over that hurdle and yeah. start to mindset shift yeah you have that mindset shift and you you think creatively when it comes to the business of, yeah of fashion you know yeah. you, you apply your creativity there then it starts to work for you you know yeah totally agree i mean and trust and believe it is working some days it's like lord but i still on my worst day i still love to do this than do anything else that's correct yeah yeah that's good so uh, it's a been a blessing for sure. And now we're at our last question, which is, and it's like a three-part question. So uh, just let me know what parts you can answer. I would say what movie, podcast, or book would you refer somebody who is trying to start or grow their business? And the reason I asked for one of the three or uh, one out of each category is because everybody learns different. So if you're a reader, you might have a good book, but not have a podcast or vice versa. So that's why I say podcast, movie, or book. What would you recommend? And sometimes I've had people that got something for all three because they love all three. But sometimes right. I only have stuff for each category. So that's why I'm asking you in that way. Mm. That's a good I'm one of the people question. that love all three because I learned in multiple, using all my senses, one, and then two different things have inspired me. Um, the fashion on a show or a movie can be like, oh, that is so cool. I would have never thought to do that. I love that. That can be inspiration. I love to listen to podcasts and I love to read. So for me, what, I have some for every category. But what what are you um what are you reading right now? What, what book are you reading? Right I'm now? actually rereading The End of Fashion by Terry Agnes. She was like a Wall Street, New York Times journalist out of New York, but I loved it because it was really about the business side of fashion and being creative and that was why it was called it was wall street journal um and that's why it's called the the end of fashion because to me it just gave a lot of insight on a lot of successful like donna karen um isaac mizrahi different people ralph lauren the history of how they built their businesses mistakes they made as well as things they did well and i loved history anyway um growing up but just now really delving deep into fashion history, just because at the end of the day, there's nothing new under the sun. And looking at people's past mistakes can help you determine how you want to move and pivot forward in the future. Because for the most part, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You just need to personalize it to what you're doing. Gotcha. Yeah. No, that's. that's so I'm rereading that because it's an old book, but it was so good. And then, of course, I read a book for fun that has nothing to do with fashion. It just might be a love story or a mystery or suspense just to free up my brain. And even sometimes you can be inspired by that. Um, and then I love to travel. So I'm leaving for my vacation um, in less than two weeks. I can't wait. It's officially Virgo season now. So. Are you always going somewhere? <laughs> I am not. I have not went as many places I've wanted to this year because I'm working. But it's time. Right, got you, got you. No, that's great. And then podcasts, I just like to listen to podcasts, whether it be for fun or pop culture or for business. 
because sometimes they're just giving good insight about how you can do this in your business or do that or some new technique or program or something. It's like, oh, I didn't know about that. Let me look into that. Yeah, no, I love it. I love to learn, basically. And yeah. Ultimately, whichever way I can learn in an untraditional setting outside of education and getting degrees, um, you never stop learning. And there's always something new as far as technologies or AI or chat, you know, all the different things coming out and trying to figure out like, hey, does this work for me or no, it doesn't. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. Um, I'm, I'm just like you. I kind of, uh, I'm I'm all over the place in all of those like movies, podcasts, yeah. um, books. But I'll, can I give uh, a couple? So of I'll course. do like, yeah, I'll do, um, I'll do podcasts and then I'll do some, some books that I'm, that I'm reading right now. Not a whole bunch, but I'll just do like two. So as far as podcasts, um, and I love when podcasts have like um, they're on YouTube as well, so you can watch or yes. you can listen to it. But there's a podcaster that I like, um, two of them. But uh, the first one, his name is Bless Foster. Okay. And um, I forget I forget the title of his podcast, but if you look him up, you see his content come up. Okay. He's from Atlanta, and I saw I I came across his content um, a couple years ago because at the time I was. Um, I was studying um, uh, a Mason, uh, Martin Margiela. I was studying Martin Margiela. Okay. And um, he did a whole series, like, breaking down all of um, Martin Margiela's runway shows. Oh, wow. Like, every single one of his shows. Um, and I just looked him up. It says he's a fashion critic. And yeah, I analyzed yeah, yeah. runway shows on YouTube. Okay. Right, right, right. So I learned a lot about um, Martin Margiela, like, just... Um, looking through his content and i love yeah. how he he'll take like one designer and he'll just like do a deep dive into that one designer oh, that's um, cool. and not like deviate from that so i thought I, I i felt like that was really cool so i really love his content and there's um another podcast called fashion roadman mm-hmm. fashion roadman um and his name is io he he lives in the uh he lives in the uk he studied at Central St. Martin as, uh, and he just graduated as a fashion journalist um, with his degree in fashion journalism. And he does the same thing. Like he kind of looks intently into the history of, of fashion and, um, you know, wanting to be uh, a writer in the fashion world is, is difficult. And, it, and so he created his own platform and he does the same thing. He takes these designers and, does deep dives and really, um, you know, has group conversations and, you know, I joined their, um, you know, their uh, Patreon and, you know, they had these conversations about these designers and really analyzing and looking at shows. So I like um, two of those are really great. Um, As far as books, um, none of the books that I'm reading right now are fashion books, but I think they're really great as far as just like, understanding people yeah uh, one of them is one of my favorite books is called sapiens um it's by yuval harari okay. yeah his first name you spell it uh y-u-v-a-l okay and it's called a brief history of humankind so it just looks like the origin of humans you know all yeah. the way until like uh 
the future of of mankind like yeah. you know how technology is changing the way that we interact and communicate and form families and all those kind of things so it's just a really interesting book that helps you think about people and yeah fashion is a people business you know so yes. i always believe in getting inspiration and looking at things outside of your industry as well in order to stretch yourself agreed um, and uh lastly a design um an architect that i'm really into right now his name is uh, john paulson mm -hmm. and they call him like the father of minimalism but uh, he he uh, designs uh, buildings and does architecture all around the world, and he's uh, done monasteries, and um, he just, just he just does amazing spaces. And I bought some of his books, and I've just been um, studying him and and learning from him um, right now too. So, okay, love yeah. it. Love it. Again, thank you for your time. And of course, last thing, what do you have coming up next? What's on the horizon next for you as far as continuing your journey um, with fashion and your love for the industry? Um, yeah, so I don't have anything like coming up right now, but um, I have been working on my brand. It's been uh, years in the making. So at this point, um, early next year, is when I uh, plan to put out a couple more pieces. Okay. Um, and uh, definitely I'm starting to, again, it's, it's weird. A lot of clients have been uh, reaching out to me and saying, hey, like, uh, do you have this or can I work with you on that? Like, I've kind of been sitting back and it's, uh, clients have been calling me. So I'm like, maybe I need to get back out there uh, again, the way I was. So yeah, so hopefully, some more, some fun. Fashion. Well, I saw you open out with hopes of it. So, I mean, even if it's not your event, it might be events that you're, you know, helping out, assisting, helping run all the things. Yeah, yeah. With the the Global Fashion Exchange, yeah, my uh, my sister in law put that event together, and uh, it was. She said, "Hey, can you come out and you know help you know with the styling, you know, after yeah. the swaps and everything?" So, yeah. I, jumped out and did that so yeah it's been a lot of that that's been has been happening so i'm 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 excited for for the future uh you know getting back into all of that stuff i love it i love it yeah because i mean even me right now i wanted to do another show before the year is as far as my own show but it doesn't look like i'm gonna be able to because i've been hired to do other people's shows for the rest of the year mm. so i mean i'm still working nice. but it's just not my Oh, it's not Love E's show. It's Love E's been hired to do somebody else's show. So right, right, right. I know you keep me posted on on all of that because like you you have the nose on everything that's going on. So yeah, yeah I'm going to a fashion show tomorrow. Okay. Oh, gotcha. It's on a rooftop in uh, Buckhead. Oh, so nice, if, nice, nice. Yeah, if you if you got time, I can send you the invite and uh, see. But yeah, another a fellow fashion show producer is doing it, and she personally invited me. So. I'm going to go out there and support her event. And then Friday and Saturday, I have some friends launching at Nordstrom's, Black designers launching at Nordstrom. So nice. Friday is a private reception at Nobu, and Saturday is the launch at Nordstrom. So it's going to be a fashion field next couple of days, as all of my days are, actually, because if I'm not at a fashion event, I'm doing some work because I also got clients to shop for. That's right. At the same time. And, again, juggling these shows. I'm preparing for them now because I have one in September, October, November, and then December I get a break just to Christmas shop for my clients. So. 
Gotcha. The rest gotcha. of this year is basically booked and busy. And I'm working on what I got to do in 2024. <laughs> I, lo- I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah, definitely keep me posted so I can come out and support you. Yeah, definitely. Will do. Uh, thank you again for your time. We went over a little bit, but it was a really good conversation. I enjoyed it. I hope you enjoy the rest of your week. Of course, whatever I can do to support you, let me know. And I'm glad we were able, we've been able to maintain our friendship um, all these years of just communating and staying in touch and talking. So. I appreciate you. I appreciate you a lot. Thank no, you so definitely. much.